El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't do anything at all. Joining me today, he is the front man of a fantastic rock band called Countless Thousands. Perhaps you've heard them before. He's also a future politician in the making, so... Make sure you save those votes for, ladies and gentlemen, Danger Van Gorder. Also joining me, he is the host of a wonderful podcast called Goods from the Woods. You know it's a good podcast because I've been on it. He's also a fantastic comedian and he hosts a show called Wrestling Pro Wrestling that you can go to in Burbank. Ladies and gentlemen, Rivers Langley. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. But I do have a couple of guests. Case in point, joining us for the first time in approximately a decade and a half, Rivers Langley is here. Hola. How are you? How's it going, man? Uh, well, we had a little earthquakey last night, so we? Lit- literally shook up, but uh, doing fine otherwise. I read about it, but didn't feel it. What, what, what time was this? 2 a.m. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, uh, and I was up watching the Australian Open, but I did not feel it. Hey, also joining us, Danger Van Gorders here. Hi. Hi, guys. Hello. You know, mm. it's appropriate that we're doing a local news roundup episode today. Because me and Danger have some local news to share with Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, my God. You are so good at that. Thank you. Yeah, that was very smooth. The Segway brought uh-huh. to you by Segway. Segway when you need a Segway. Segway. <laughs> me and Danger are doing a show this week. Mm. Friday, mm. February 3rd. Yep. It is my first time doing comedy since COVID. And you wow. know he's got new stuff. He has lived, you guys. I've really lived these past few years. I've got made some, some observations. I've Have you got, made observations? I've got some stuff to talk about. That's exciting. A- anecdotes. I got some will anecdotes. There, I got. Will there be? I got some stories. I got some mm-hmm. jokes. There's gonna be jokes in there. Even. Do you got an I'm, I'm gonna tell jokes. So. All right. It would be fantastic if you would come out and support my return to comedy. Triumphant uh, return to comedy. Speaking of the comedy half, Jeff May, Anna Valenzuela, and a <laughs> Tiff Myers. All somehow first timers to uh to our group efforts here. They they will all be on the show also. And then after the comedy, Danger and Countless mm-hmm. Thousands are playing some music for that ass. Yep, yep. We got a whole new EP coming out, and we're gonna debut I think all of it. Or at least most of it. And it's very exciting. That Hell yeah. Is I'm, exciting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. I'm not on the yeah. show. I'm just going gonna, gonna to be hanging out. That sounds like a fun time. I like Hell all yeah, those man. people. You should come hang out. The venue rules. It's called the Sardine. It's in San Pedro. And oh, I'm 
sold. They got a they got the seafood market down there with the good crawfish. I'm in. Oh, they have a taco truck across the street too that fucking slaps. South Bay, say no more. And tickets are only five dollars. It's super cheap. So come out. You can get tickets at unpops.co slash sardine. That's S-A-R-D-I-N-E. And uh please come see me in danger. Rock the fucking house. It's going to be a really fucking good show. Uh, we got uh, Black Dots coming in from Colorado, and then also our really good friends, Beachwood Coyotes, uh, are going to be on the show as well. Yeah, it's going to be a barn burner, and we're trying to convince the Sardine that this is a good idea for them to do on a regular. So help us prime that pump, baby. Let's get Man, that, that that $5 bill in the tip bowl. Yeah, Come on out. That's crazy. That's almost exactly three calendar years, right? It's like beginning of COVID. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Wow, that's that's wild. I was doing shows during COVID. I, I was having all these people in my room. I was just breathing on them. But uh, <laughs> but you, you know, you're good on you, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> p- people may not know this, but you actually are made of spike proteins, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that's, actually, uh, COVID came from uh, the uh, living room show that we did. Uh, just the dirtiest people in the city. We brewed <laughs> up something fierce. And sorry, sorry, Globe. Yeah, it's like zombies don't bite other zombies. <laughs> COVID don't bite other living podcast hosts that are also mm-hmm. just made of COVID. <laughs> so with that out of the way, should we get into some local news? Yeah, let's be disappointed by the state of things. Yeah, Hell yeah. There's, we got local news from all around the country. I, I, I know this kind of just amounts to news. Like we've <laughs> we've discussed that on the pod before, but I always defend myself by just reminding people that I do go through like hundreds of local news outlet articles. Got to find that flavor for you to find the audience, to find just the right stuff, the stuff that you're going to take something away from this podcast (laughs) with, you know, the, the really important news like this Ohio man who was arrested for the 70th time with a suitcase Mm. full of stolen meat. (laughs) Move move over George Santos. I have a new hero. (laughs) Okay, first question. Was the suitcase like a special refrigerated style of suitcase, or was he just getting that shit at room temp? Well, my question is, did he steal the suitcase, too? Or did he just have have that on deck somewhere outside so he could use it to fill it with his illicitly obtained meats? I mean, we all carry suitcases everywhere we go these days. It is a ubiquitous thing, much like, you know... Hats and lapel pins. Sure, sure. I have a pin on my lapel right now. (laughs) I got a a fedora, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't specify what kind of meat, does it? Because there's a chance he's just stealing, like, summer sausages, you know, things that can remain at room temp. Man, I fuck with a summer sausage. Oh, buddy, some uh, one of our uh, listeners in Tennessee went to an Amish market outside of Nashville Ooh. and oh, got me, got I, me a giant summer sausage and sent it to us. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I love those Nashville Amish. They make good mm. food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if anyone needs the uh, Unpops mailing address to send me a giant goddamn summer sausage, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Nashville Will. What's up, dog? Nashville Will. What a name, too. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So this guy who got caught stealing the meat, this was in South Euclid, Ohio. He was a 62-year-old man. He was arrested in mid-January at a Walmart after being caught on camera pushing a shopping cart full of meat out the door without paying. A whole cart. He's just like, 
Whatever. They're, just they're a, not going to stop me. Just a whole cart. And <clears throat> once he got it outside and hit the point where the cart stopped working, because I don't know if people know yep. that, but at a lot of establishments, if you try to take their shopping cart out of the parking lot, those wheels are going to lock up once you hit Snap. a certain point. Yeah. Very funny. I've seen it happen to someone <laughs> once, and it's just a hoot. They always malfunction on you, yeah. like when you're pushing your shit out. And it was it was funny because I actually uh, read this uh, story independently of this show, and it talked about the story briefly and then went on to the larger problem of the locking up wheels where it was talking about you know old people like like actually hit you know smashing you know oh. breastbone first into their own uh, shopping carts and that getting, is getting fucked up on them that is precisely what i saw happen at yeah. a vons in santa monica uh-huh and it was amazing it was, it was just don't in- tune the radius of those things to look because like look I, I i like to be healthy i like to park my car on the far side get those extra steps in and sometimes you get 80 percent of the way back to your car before it decides thief lock yeah that's also funny that's also very <laughs> funny yeah what they did know is that i could then lift the whole cart and be annoyed and just like and just schlep the cart like the incredible hulk just fucking yeah. flip it like a Oh, I like you caught someone cheating at a card game. It's it's just, you know, it, it's sad to see that in Joe Biden's America, these 62-year-old millennials are just stealing <laughs> out, of, out of all the CVSs and Walmarts across this great land. It's terrible. So after he pushes this cart out to the parking lot, they're watching him do all of this. It yeah. gets to the point where the cart stops working, and that's when he loads whatever meat will fit into a hopefully rolling suitcase and then makes his way to a nearby bus stop. And that's where he was finally arrested. And it's like, why let him get all the way to the bus stop? Just arrest him in the parking lot. <laughs> what what yeah. I was hoping happened was they were sitting at a table, and you know they're like, hey, we think you have these things. And then he opens up the laptop. And then takes out a single piece of paper, slides it across, and I go, and, and there's there's my counter offer of one 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 patty. Because you say suitcase, and I'm thinking attache case, like every lawyer that has ever been. And then yeah. you throw out this thing like rolling backpack. I'm like, oh, that's less fun. Come on, yeah, man. He's he's, he's gotten uh, you know crucial documents, but they're written on slices of ham. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those steel briefcases, like they keep the nuclear codes in. Yeah, it's a it's a Halliburton full of yeah. uh, olive loaf. <laughs> Glows when you open it like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yes. So at the point police finally arrested this guy, they learned that he had several outstanding warrants and had been arrested 69 times previously. Nice! Hell yeah. Dog. Uh, Danger. It's like the sex thing. Yeah, I know. But uh, just in the number, I mean... Hey, look, people are living longer and longer now. He's only 62. He has time to make it to 420. <laughs> I'm doing the 69 hand gesture, which I just made up. <laughs> I wish I wish we were live streaming this so people could see it. Yeah, and it that was a on for, for me and Rivers. <laughs> and become a nationwide sensation. But I'm sorry. You're just going to have to ask me if you see me in person to show you. I mean, getting arrested 70 times... Like, everybody's always bitching about crime and, like, repeat offenders. 
what happens where where they're like, all right, you're going to learn your lesson because this is the 47th time you've done this thing. You're going to change your ways or we're going to we're going to keep an eye on you this time, buddy. Well, I think the problem is there's no amount of stealing meat that should ever result in anything more than just like a couple days in jail. Oh, like it's not like you accumulate enough stolen meat arrests to where it becomes a felony and we get to execute you. Like <laughs> Grand Theft Prosciutto. Yeah, I mean, it's not a thing that's possible, obviously, with Walmart and the way they're, you know, this giant uh, soulless corporation. But in the old days, if there was mm. like a local butcher, they would just probably put out like some scrap meat for this guy. Like, OK, look, we know what he's going to do. Just, right. oh, that's Stephen that's Bill cr- is coming by. Let's just yeah, throw something in a metal bowl on the ground. Yeah, that's crazy Earl. OK, put the put the flank stick trimmings out by the door. Let him let him just take it. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of amazing that Walmart even gave a shit enough on the 70th time. Because I assume he stole from this same store 70 times. That just makes it that much more fun. Because, like, my my wife had her phone, like, actually stolen, stolen. And, like, we turned on the Find My iPhone, and it was in a a Target. And we called the Target to be like, hey, uh, there's someone with my wife's stolen phone and credit card right now. Can you please, like... I don't know, like, look for the person whose phone is blaring currently. And they're like, we don't do that. You need to file a police report. And then if they leave it here, we'll return it to you. I'm like, fuck you, Target. That's probably the reason they arrested him out on public property at the bus stop and not in the parking lot yeah. for the same reason. Like, OK, let's let's get this off of our property. It's like how if, you know, you're, you know, if, if someone loses their head on Space Mountain, Disney keeps shocking your heart until they get you off property so you technically <laughs> didn't die in the happiest place on earth it's like that but for uh you know meat theft this guy did also admit that he sells his stolen meat to local restaurants for oh so he's an entrepreneur the sticker what? price i okay i i now want to just talk to the restaurants i want to well, be like <laughs> okay the, the oh the old meat the meat hobo's coming around you know we're gonna we're gonna have uh we're gonna have carnitas tonight i mean if you look at the article though they show a picture of that suitcase full of meat and they do look like some fine cuts of meat yeah and i, I could see like i've seen pig i know the, i was just yes yes i know I the restaurant reference pig i know the restaurant industry is unethical so this guy's obviously done this a ton of times before yeah and but i don't know good for him i guess I, I would say like the types of restaurants that would buy small batch meat from a dude. He's a are, curator. Yeah, he's, he's a meat a, curator. He's a meat curator. That those types of restaurants <laughs> also would be horrified that this meat is coming from Walmart. Like because you because <laughs> you reference pig and it's like yeah those are like top notch restaurants buying truffles from a crazy old guy in the woods. That's almost a story you can tell with your menu of like, oh, this was cultivated by a crazed hermit. But <laughs> with, with this, it's like, yeah, that's a, uh, you know, that that uh, ground uh, chicken patties that you're eating there. That that came from a from a dude at the Walmart. All right. Let's talk about this next story. Oh, yes. File this under Albuquerque remains crazy because Albuquerque. <laughs> Kirky going to Kirky. It Mm -hmm. is just one of the wildest places on the fucking map. Incident happened in mid-January. Police were called to an Albuquerque Guitar Center location. Ooh. After reports of an aggravated assault. (laughs) And according to witnesses, a man was intoxicated and being belligerent with customers and employees both. He was making strange and aggressive comments 
And when he was asked to leave, he grabbed an employee by the shirt. And at that point, another employee grabs him and starts forcibly removing him from the store. And that part's on video. Oh, hell yeah. And on the way out, the guy who's being dragged out grabs an acoustic guitar and starts trying to smash it. Oh, he tried to Jeff Jarrett him? But much like Wyclef at Woodstock 99, he was completely unable to break this guitar. So Mm. he was just like banging a guitar against things while it refused to shatter. I mean, you uh, know, instrument right there, man. (laughs) Well, see, here's the thing. I feel like if he was able to grab it on the way out, it's probably a shit guitar because (laughs) you're not going to put that in shoplifting range with the fucking Martins hanging on the wall. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Rogue Rogue is making their instruments more for, uh, uh, you know, military deployment purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it's an Oscar Schmidt by Washburn. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Finger well, it guitar. sounds like ass, but you can use it as a shield. Yeah. Also, as a person who is, uh, you know, tangentially uh, in the professional wrestling industry, uh, you have to score the back of the guitar to gimmick it up, my friend, and then you got to fill it with white powder like Jeff Jarrett, so the crowd, the cheap seats, can see the explosion when you hit the guy with the guitar. <laughs> or do Come none on. of that because music is wonderful. Yeah, but <laughs> but breaking guitars is cool. Yeah. Hell yeah! If but you can pull it can't. off. But not oh, when this guy next does to it. All my all my precious friends right here. There you go. <laughs> because he yeah. he tried to break this guitar and it just wasn't breaking. And once he starts banging that guitar around, this guitar center employee just puts him in a fucking chokehold and drags him to the ground. And we'll link to the article. You can watch the video. It's very fun. And, and you know, as they were dragging him away, he was just like, I could play the solo from Whole Lot of Love. I could do it. <laughs> I could fucking, you think you could play it? I could play all of Zeppelin 1, bro. And he ends up getting, they make him leave. And he apparently, according to this article, just lays outside on the sidewalk for a while, but then also gets away. <laughs> Which, hell yeah. I've been to Albuquerque a bunch. And. I mean, it's a big-ish city. I think their population is pushing 500,000. And growing. But it's also not that hard to get around. Like, it's not L.A. traffic in Albuquerque. Like, I feel like the police could have gotten there. But also, if you're a cop in Albuquerque, for one thing, you're an unhinged maniac. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you must get drunken, unruly customer at insert name of retail location calls all the time. So yeah, they're probably well, just like, we're going to let him sleep it off in the parking lot. And it'll yeah, be fine. well, and plus, you know, Albuquerque is the desert. So it's it's really hard to run away because it's like Roadrunner and Coyote. It's like, oh, there he is. Yeah. He's right there. <laughs> just go up in the Sandia Mountains and get shot by the Sandia Mountain police. Oh, that means watermelon. Does it? Mm-hmm. Sandia? Mm-hmm. Sandia. Sandia Ichili. I, I did not know that, but I have yeah. been up. There's a there's a tram you can take up the Sandia Mountains, and you have to ask for the tour guide to show you where it is, but the wreckage of a TWA flight that crashed in the Sandia Mountains in the 1950s <laughs> is oh, still shit. there. Oh, hell yeah. Because it's so remote that like getting that wreckage out of there is not worth the trouble. So now- right. If you ask, they'll when you go over it, they'll point to where it is. It's very grim. 
That's awesome. And plus, uh, also just to talk about their, you know, the cops there. Is there any chance they were like, just let him go, man. He's got a rock and roll heart. (laughs) 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 Like the cops are just rad. They're like, you know what? That guy, I heard him play the solo from Whole Lot of Love and he's legit, bro. He's legit. I can definitively say the Albuquerque police are not rad. They, no. <laughs> the Department of Justice sent them a letter and said, please stop killing unarmed you guys are, people. You guys are too cool. There was a dear, point. Dear Albuquerque police, you guys are too awesome. 100 more unwarranted deaths, and we're going to send you a second letter asking you even nicer. Yeah, and the, the, letter, the, the letter is written on ham. The <laughs> Albuquerque PD kills more people per capita than the NYPD and the Chicago PD both. And, and those are smoking. two of the most violent police forces in the nation shit but albuquerque so much worse we did an episode about it go listen to it so anyway i also love in this video that there's a guy holding one of those cheap ass guitar stands it's like what were you gonna you hit him with that it's just gonna fold like i know how a guitar (laughs) stand works like the bottom hearts parts just gonna pop out yep and it's gonna chip it's gonna chip let's just say your uh gibson flying v in my case I knew a guy in Peoria, Illinois, who got in a fight with someone, and he tried to hit them with one of those, like, miniature souvenir baseball bats. Ooh, yeah. And not only is that thing too light to do any damage, but it broke when he hit him with it, and he just got fucking, he got the shit beat out of him. Mm. And it was one of the funniest things (laughs) I've ever seen. Two things. Bring the break this awful bat and get my ass kicked, and I'm all out of (laughs) broken bat. (laughs) All right, how about this next story? Also happening in Albuquerque. Neat. A suspect is now in custody in relation to shootings at the homes or offices of six Democratic Party officials in New Mexico. I, I love the story. It's oh, the because he what? he couldn't do it himself. He hired hitmen who literally couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Well, uh, <laughs> He hired hitmen who then texted his own personal phone yeah, yeah, photos yeah. of them being like, we just shot at some dams. Yep, yep. <laughs> Proving, once again, there are no hitmen. They're, they are <laughs> either, they're, they're either bad at their job, they're either real but bad at their job, or they're cops. There's no such thing as hitmen. <laughs> they don't exist. Yeah, or people who are offended that you ask them to kill someone, and they're like, sure, I'll take the money, and they just immediately call the police. Uh, Right, right, yeah. (laughs) So this first shooting occurred at the home of Bernalillo County Commissioner Adrian Barboa in southeast Albuquerque. Someone fired eight shots at that home. Second happened on December 11th at the home of then Bernalillo Commissioner Debbie O'Malley, where more than a dozen gunshots were identified on the outside of the home. Third shooting, January 3rd, at the home of State Senator Linda Lopez in southwest Albuquerque. That must be the nice part of Albuquerque, southwest, because all of these elected officials live there. Yeah. Fourth shooting happened on January 5th at the office of State Senator Mo Maestas, where the city's shot spotter system identified 11 shots nearby. We should talk about the shot spotter system Wait, sometimes. Spot yeah, yeah. Shots. Are, are you familiar with what it is? Uh, I am. I am not. 
but it How sounds expensive. How are you such a progressive and, and not up on things like this? Shot spotter. I have other stuff to worry about. My <laughs> housing, and then I've got your like this enterprise. I've got. I have, oh, I've mentioned I have a baby. Mm-mm. You've I never a mentioned that. Human baby. Yeah. I don't think you've ever mentioned that. Yeah, bring, shot, shot bring spotter. The, bring the baby in the room so we can explain what the shot spotter please is. Don't, please don't. Please don't ask Danger to do that. <laughs> shot spotter is basically a system of microphones that are placed in impoverished neighborhoods. And cool. if that microphone picks up what it deems to be gunshots, police are dispatched to that area. How accurate is this system? Oh, I'm sure it's so accurate. We've done an episode about this too. And what's really creepy about it is once the shot spotter system goes off, it ties into other police systems that like will show you like social media posts from that area so you can identify is there like maybe a Black Lives Matter supporter who's doing those gunshots in that area? Mm. You know, kill two birds with one stone kind of thing. And if it's a white supremacist, then they're just going to, you know, wait outside and hope they get tired. Then it goes to the Guitar Center hotline. I'm setting off the shot spotter tonight. Unique So after those God damn it, not you again, Mikey. It's awesome a guitar pick. So after those incidents, police started investigating whether they were connected to an even earlier shooting in December at the campaign offices of recently elected. New Mexico Attorney General Raul Torres. And then there was another December incident that was added to the mix where New Mexico State Representative Javier Martinez heard what sounded like gunshots back in December and just, like, didn't think anything of it. That that guy, actually, he is the shot spotter. He just kind of sits up on a pole. He's like, wait, what was that? (laughs) Yeah, he, he clearly does not live in southeast Albuquerque. (laughs) If he heard gunshots and was like, I'm going back to bed, whatever. (laughs) But after he heard about all these incidents, he went out and inspected his house and was like, oh, shit, it was my house they shot. (laughs) And so fortunately, no one was injured in any of these shootings. And I did these notes (sighs) like more than more than a week ago. And we have an update now. Oh, spicy. Police have arrested a suspect. And you're not going to believe this, but he's a Republican. Mm-hmm. And and Adam, is he by any chance? Uh, is he gruntled or disgruntled? <laughs> How gruntled is he? He seems to be not very gruntled, bordering on disgruntled for sure. Yeah. His name's Solomon Pena. He unsuccessfully ran for a state house seat in New Mexico as a Republican last November. He was arrested for paying men to shoot at the homes of four elected officials. And participating in the shooting of the home of another in one of the attacks where a 10-year-old girl was sleeping at the time, Pena ordered the shooters to fire lower in case anyone in the house was laying down asleep. So that's cool. And they still didn't hit anybody. And they still. This this is a young man. This is like you hear like uh, you know disgruntled and like and and you figure like oh man his life's falling apart his wife's left him uh, motherfucker's my age she's thirty nine 
Yeah, he's what? young. He's a young what guy. What the hell? He's just past the cutoff for a new phenomenon. This just got you know uncovered with the uh, suspect in the University of Idaho thing but uh he's he's just slightly above the cutoff for having a soundcloud rap that we could all listen to uh, but i realized the other day that we are in a situation where pretty much for the rest of our lives every psycho killer is gonna have an old rap that we can listen to <laughs> so um yeah here's hoping yeah so among the incriminating evidence against pena photos of the gunmen celebrating their crimes that were texted directly to Pena's phone. And the photos, I don't know if either of you have looked at them. I'm, I'm looking them up now. are a delight. Look at these stud muffins. <laughs> the, the second one in the article of the guy eating the burger surrounded by all the, like, what a burger and He's guns. He's got ketchup on display. <laughs> and you know that. it's Dude, it, it's Albuquerque. You know that burger's got the good green chilies on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Got them hatch. <laughs> gotta yeah he's got uh, a bunch of what a burger around him he's hold he's got several guns he's holding a gun he's got a burger in his mouth it looks like movie shit uh, he poorly uh, lit I, movie shit he he looks like a comedian i'm friends with who i won't name but um <laughs> he's that yeah it's i like that that's the confirmation like yeah i definitely did all this look at all the look at all the guns i've got for sure i shot at those houses yeah, with the burger cover in the bottom half of his face, he looks like Radistin Zahariev. <laughs> I will does. name the comedian he looks like. <laughs> Shout out to Radistin. He's been on the show before. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like it that he's, yeah, that's that's how he celebrates. I mean, I guess I kind of celebrate <laughs> in the same way. Whataburger is not, not the worst way to celebrate. But also, an you're unpops- a Whataburger. You're and a Whataburger. Get a patty melt, you loser. What are you eating? A regular burger at Whataburger? Get the patty melt. Unpops <laughs> listener sent me Whataburger gift certificates solely so I would do shows in Texas. Uh, and I have not done shows in Texas since then, but I still have those Whataburger gift cards. Well, it would be they, – they actually have Whataburger in uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana now, so it would be funny to just go there and use those gift certificates yeah. <laughs> and just bypass Texas. Like, yeah, I'm actually going to do a show in Montgomery, Alabama and eat the Whataburger there. Yeah, I've only been to one Whataburger in my life, and it was in Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, yeah. On the Portugal The Man Tour. Not to brag. But, you know, <laughs> hell yeah, I maybe toured yeah, but, with them and we went to Roswell on our day off. If you're <laughs> ever in Roswell, the best bar in Roswell, hands down. You want to say it together? What? Buffalo, yeah, Wild, Buffalo Wings. Wild Wings. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, for one thing, it's the only bar. <laughs> it's the only bar. In Roswell. And also, Buffalo Wild Wings just needs to hire me and Rivers already <laughs> to preach the gospel of working at Buffalo Wild Wings not as an employee, but yeah. when you're traveling and you need a place to sit and work, Buffalo Wild Wings is ideal. Yeah, I always I, I get drunk and then I get thrown out of the guitar center and then I go work <laughs> at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah, I was telling somebody that uh, the like I think yeah actually yesterday when I was recording a podcast I told him I was in Roswell the day Prince died so I'll always remember the exact day and I was like oh man I'm gonna get a bar pouring out for the purple one and uh it turns out that's the only bar that's the one <laughs> so yeah we were in a cab and we asked the cab driver like hey what 
what are the what are the good bars around here? And he was like, ah, B Dubs. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I saw Eagles and Cowboys fans get in a fight at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Roswell when I was there. It was great. Oh, that's perfect. It's like, what did either of you care? We're in Mexico. Get a life. Fight over the Lobos, motherfuckers. Yeah. How about this next story? Oh, yeah. Just continuing with the yuck-em-ups here. That six-year-old who shot his teacher in Virginia. Uh Oh, God. There have been updates about that story. Yes. And they are not good, especially for the school in question. Huh? Well, I think everyone's heard about this story by now. A six-year-old kid shot his teacher at a school in Virginia. Yuck. They haven't named the child, obviously, because he's a child. One of the really crazy developments that has come out about this story First, it came out that administrators at the school were tipped off that this kid oh, had a no. gun. Oh, and God. we eventually found out the gun he shot this teacher with was owned by his mother and that his mother purchased it legally. So my first thought upon hearing, well, someone tried to tip them off, was that the mother called and tipped yeah, them off. Yeah, I was like, I'm missing a gun. But no. As it turns out, one of the people who tipped the school off that this kid has a gun was the teacher who was shot. Oh, Jesus. And Ahead of time. Not only did she go to school officials and say, I think this kid has a gun, she texted someone, like one of her loved ones, and was like, this kid in my class has a gun, and I told the school, and they're not doing anything about it. And it turns out she is one of four teachers or school employees who went to the school that day and said, this kid has a gun. In one of the cases, one of the school employees asked if they could search his backpack. And a school administrator said, let's wait. The school day is almost over. So he can go and shoot his friends on the way home. Yeah. Exactly. And speaking of friends, the reason that employee went to officials at the school was because this kid showed another student the gun at recess and was like, if you tell anyone, I'll shoot you. And that brave fucking kid went and told someone. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this this person he told was like, can I search this backpack? And the school was like, nah, the day is almost over. Let's just fucking let it sit. And then the kid shot his teacher. Yeah. That school is going to be sued into fucking oblivion. And I don't know if that's for the best. Like, you know, we need schools, but heads need to roll over this shit. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. You saw the there was the video from Indiana of the toddler just hanging out in the hallway with the gun outside the apartment. Like I, you know, I always just it's. It's one of those things of, and I know you have lots of international listeners. Like, guys, it it is that crazy over here. <laughs> like when, you know, when normal people in America hear these stories, we are also like, "What the fuck are you? What are you talking about?" Danger. Any thoughts on this? Uh, You're the one that has to send kids to school right now. Yeah, I'm super not excited about all that because uh, not not Look, happy you- about uh, uh, firearms. And, like, misogyny really roaring to life in our children's schools. Uh, 
Um, no, man. Like, t- teachers used to, like, hit their kids, you know, in the 60s. There's our our, our parents' generations medium. were direct. The, uh, a bishop oh, no, threatened that, my that was... father with hell teachers, when he was in second grade. Teachers spanking kids carried on at least into the 90s because I was in school when that was happening. <sighs> and yeah. And now it's like, hey, uh, my, uh, you know, we, we've got this uh, first grader and he's brought a jar of anthrax and, uh, you know, a fucking trebuchet in for show and tell. Uh, what should we do about that? Yeah, let's just give it a minute. Well, hey, a second. What color is he? I don't know. I think, I think he's like Italian or something. Yeah, it's fine. Then. You know, just sort of like let it, let it ride out. Like they have fucking metal detectors in poor schools. And like, that's not where the, 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 the is that where the problem is? I'm not sure. If if you yeah. were told there was a weapon in this child's bag, which I mean, weapons in, that little kids are bringing into school probably not as big uh, uh, or as as common an issue as uh, a non or undergruntled person coming to any school with the intent to kill as many people as possible all at once. You know, like yeah. I, I remember I had a shitty friend who showed me a joint. I was like, ooh, but don't you know those are bad. But he wanted to show me to feel cool. But I mean, like... They are cool. I, I was going to say, and then you ended up doing rock and roll for your life? <laughs> what, yeah. Did you hit this joint? Did, are you high right now? I am not. No, you can see all my whiskey back there. I am. No, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, this was a legal weapon purchased legally. Uh, the mother knew about it. The mom knew when it went missing. It's just like, how, what mechanisms of safety are real what mechanisms of safety are completely fucking pretend, but are just there to sort of soothe angsty, older, uh, white parents or homeowner or whatever it ends up being? Like, like who, who, who do, whose comfort are we really worried about here? Because it wasn't that fucking teachers that they were worried about. It wasn't those other children. None yeah. of the kids in Uvalde seemed to matter all that much. The fucking cops there. Right. Yeah, I, w- I would say because you're right. I mean, that whole corporal punishment thing and still I mean, there's there's schools where that shit is still happening. But, you know, I think there has to be some sort of happy medium between beating the shit out of the kids and then just doing nothing. And I feel like, you know, listen, I, I can't beat up anybody. But uh, if the assignment is uh, get a gun away from a six year old, like, give me you can give me that job. I mean, yeah, once you get that just second report. Where Grab you're aware <laughs> that there actually is a gun. Like, look in the bag, man. Look in the fucking bag. Grab that kid. I can say with utmost confidence I can overpower any six-year-old on the planet. Just grab the fucking kid and then look in his bag. Like, I don't know. It's it, it, whatever. If there's a, if there's a lawsuit uh, that happens, you can at least, you know, quit your job and or get fired with the, you know, with the assurance of being like, well, there was credible information that there was a gun. Turns out there was no gun, and uh, but whatever. I was doing that's still doing the right thing as opposed to doing nothing. Because you don't necessarily t- have to grab the kid, grab the fucking backpack, look the back. I mean, that's I mean, it's it's a, it's a search. Well, you and the search separate- should be warranted. <laughs> You want to separate the kid from the weapon first, but you know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah, like you, someone, someone, then he just hold it up high kid. and do like the neener, neener, neener. Can't, can't, can't reach this. Yeah. Yeah. You're holding the gun out. What do you want this? Do you want this? Do you, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? You're, you're holding his head as he's swinging at you. you Dude, know, you're whole, one shin kick away from an incident. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. That's that. That was always my my dad uh, was a high school teacher, and he's you know he's like me. He's you know pretty big dude. So that, was always, that was always his job was to break up fights and that kind of thing. And it's I, I guess uh, I guess they're not doing that anymore because this this would fall pretty squarely under that category of like, hey, uh, biggest guy in the school, can you handle this, please? Kind of a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about this next story. Speaking of keeping kids safe in the classroom. Nebraska senators introduce a parental bill of rights, basically to make sure kids never have to learn that racism is bad. Uh, Ten Nebraska state senators introduced a bill recently that aims to create a parental bill of rights that would govern children's education. And as you'd expect, it is some conservative right wing bullshit. Hmm. Here's a quote. This doesn't seem to be about children at all. It seems to be about arousing passions along political lines, possibly in adults, but very little to do with actually educating students. That's Mm -hmm. Bridget Donovan, former educator and former president of the Ohio Education Association. Why? Why is she a former educator? Is there some reason that uh, she became? Um, she started she stealing st- meat. How? How yeah. gruntled? How gruntled is she? Um, <laughs> with the whole education thing. Yeah, she. You know, she probably got fired for teaching about the L.A. riots or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so yeah, I got fired for teaching about uh, you know the Civil War. Look, they I'm, don't I'm worried that. we're that. When when we were kids, like our parents would be like, "Oh, when I was a kid, we we our kid our teachers would hit us instead of a, if we brought a gun to school or something like that." You know, uh, like we're gonna fall into that same thing of like, dude, when I was a kid and like fucking Jeremy's mom and dad didn't want him to to learn about sex and sex education and all that, they just said, "Okay, you can leave the room and do independent study outside." Because what yeah. this sounds like it's going to end up being is like, you know what you can't teach is like any of the reasons for the Civil War beyond just states' rights. Right. Well, and, you know, it's it's funny because I, you know, I, I always cite this example specifically, but I, you know, ended up, uh, you know, studying history in college. That was my thing. And it wasn't until college that I figured out that the Alamo was mostly about slavery. Like, that was the whole reason that happened. So yeah. it's not like they were they're you know, at least for me coming up, they were doing a real bang up job teaching about the, just the full extent of how deeply white supremacy is embedded not just into this country, but into the lore of this country. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so. Any attempt to kind of reverse that a little bit is just being shot down. And you're like, they were they gave us so little information. Like I had great history teachers, but there's only so much that they can do. <laughs> and I, I assume it, you it, went to grade school in a place named after a Confederate general. <laughs> no, I, it was uh, Auburn. It was named after a, a Oliver Oliver uh, Wendell goldsmith i don't know anyway it's named after a poem my hometown is named for a, a poem uh that's that begins with uh oh auburn loveliest village on the plains and that's as far as they read into the poem because the rest of it talks about how it's uh it's deserted because the world has ended mm. <laughs> so anyway again didn't read the book so it goes back to education it's uh you know uh i yeah so anyway but yeah this is uh I, this shit bothers me 
deeply just as a uh, as a person who enjoys history and reading about history and knowing the larger context of things because it is important and yeah, also and it's may- the maybe reason not that... the repetition of grievous cultural mistakes to, right like yeah. social there's... error that leads to well, long-standing problems this yeah. is the part that she especially takes issue with bridget donovan that is this is a verbatim quote from the parental bill of rights Parents have an opportunity to object to any learning material or activity on the basis that such material or activity harms the child or impairs the parents' firmly held beliefs, values, or principles and withdraw said child from the class or program in which the material is used. School board, I have a complaint. The music class is not teaching Led Zeppelin. Okay. Uh, where's the guitar center? I got a This is Bridget Donovan's quote about that. What if you feel that the role the U.S. played in the Japanese internment camps makes us look poorly and you don't want your child to learn about that? So then we stop teaching history to children because someone disagrees with it? End quote. And yes, I think that is exactly yeah, the point. That's exactly what these people want to do. Uh, no American point. has ever done anything immoral. Oh, sorry. No conservative American has ever done anything immoral ever. And the very idea that they would unintentionally or perhaps directly intentionally, given whatever historical circumstances they were currently operating within, uh, was bad or amoral. Like, nope, that, that has to be stricken from the record because you can only ever feel good about yourself and the choices that you make and the politics uh, that you feel and the economics that led you to being in the position that you're in. And uh, if any, for a moment, you believe you were, were even led to believe that maybe forces beyond your control gave you an extra leg up in this world, despite whatever perceived hardship you might have had, that is a deep and huge threat to your to your entire cosmology. You right. should have the right to say, hey, shittier state senators, uh, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. yeah, well, and also having a broad understanding of a larger history plays into, uh, you know, having uh, the ability for, uh, you know, deep analysis and uh, critical thoughts, more importantly. Time? Right. And, you know, if you can take away a population's, uh, you know, uh, uh, ability or at least the pathway to perhaps getting some ability at critical thinking, you know what that makes? Great workers. People well, who will just shut the fuck up and do their goddamn job, which well, is what all this shit boils down to. Hey, let's keep talking about politicians doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. Missouri lawmakers finally have ended the scourge of women showing shoulder in the House of Representatives. Yeah, don't be dropping don't be dropping clavicles and scapulas in front of me and making yeah. my dick feel weird, lady. You can't be in the showing, government. Can't be showing show in front of me. I'm a married man. <laughs> I can't be tempted by your luscious shoulders yeah. on the floor of the Missouri house. Fuck dude, what if what if there's freckles? Right? Yeah. And I'm trying yeah. to connect them. Mm. The that's traps, what, the delts, yeah. Beelzebub. That's going to get the woke mob sicked on me if I'm trying to connect the shoulder freckles with a ballpoint pen like like granddad used to do on the yeah. floor of the Missouri House. So lawmakers in the Missouri House of Representatives, they just passed this new rules package. And among the rules 
like we said, dress code provision that mandates women on the House floor cover their shoulders. Have none of these people seen The Handmaid's Tale? Do they not no, get of course not. that we're creeping toward that? It's such a good show. They should watch it. <laughs> the change was proposed by Republican State Gee. Representative Ann Kelly, who will definitely be at least a Martha when The Handmaid's <laughs> Tale jumps off. Democrats were upset and claimed that there was sexism because the male dress code didn't change. But Ann Kelly's argument is kind of the same thing, which is that men have to cover their shoulders. So why shouldn't women have to cover their shoulders? Oh and here's God. the thing. I'm going to get elected to the state house, and then I'm going to go in with one of those like this open panel, like side Venice Beach to half Hell tank yeah. top things and be like, this is California bitches yeah i'm coming dressed like adam sandler in airheads with the with the crop top yep yep. (laughs) like give me me the bosworth shirt why didn't she just go that direction and be like hey women can show their shoulders let's get men in some sweater vests on the house floor for a change yeah something like that i'm sure that even discussing the idea would give her the vapors I, I, I just always imagine that it's like a thing of, you know, they're all secretly vampires. So they're just like, cover those necks. We don't want to see any <laughs> necks, shoulders. They're getting me, get me too hard. Until they invent true blood, we cannot be having this many necks around me. This is a quote. Men are required to wear a jacket, a shirt, and a tie. Correct. And if they walked in here without a tie, they would get gaveled down in a heartbeat. If they walked in without a jacket... They would get gaveled down in a heartbeat. So we're so interested in being equal. Or maybe you should stop giving a shit if they don't wear a tie. Dana White hasn't worn a tie in like, I don't know, 40 years. Yeah, President Dana White. Yeah, The UFC guy? The UFC guy. Yeah, he also just smacked the shit out of his wife in the VIP section of a New Year's Eve party. Sorry, bad example. I forgot. I haven't paid attention to MMA in a while. Yeah, but you're exactly right, though. It's like, just get away, get get away from all of the dress codes, because just most, first of all, it's a it's a great way to identify, you know, the insane people that you've elected, because if they all had their druthers, most of these fucking people would just roll up in the polo shirt, and that'd be it. And they'd be like, yeah, this is what I wear to church. It's good enough for church. Um, yeah, what was that but- psychopath in Florida who had a sequined cowboy hat? Yeah, that rules. Like, because it's, it's Does like, it a, rule? I could yeah, you could just point yes. at that person and be like, well, they are not to be taken seriously. And also, why should you? I mean, honestly, why? Like, I get, you know, put on a button up. You're fine. I don't care. This is the same people who jumped over. They jumped all over Obama when he like he were oh, yeah, I think on his first. Suits. Well, no, no. On his first day in the White House, he was photographed in the Oval Office. I think it was his first day or first week not wearing a jacket and a tie in the Oval Office. And people Here's were like, thing. God damn it, Ronald Reagan put on a jacket and went in there every day. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? Here's the thing. <laughs> this podcast is called Unpopular Opinion. Now that I think about it, fuck it. I agree with this woman. Here's why. Mm. There are people making like 10 18 an hour who also have to live by rules like this. There are people working shitty insurance office jobs where their bosses are like, cover your shoulders. And you know what? If the government's not going to do anything to make that better, fuck it. Every lawmaker has to cover their goddamn shoulders until every American worker does not have to cover their shoulders. Especially like I've worked at places 
where there is no interaction with the public at all. And they still put these like oppressive dress code rules in place where you're like already not making that much money, but you also have to like buy borderline dress clothes to show up to work. And what the fuck for? So fuck it. Yes. (laughs) I want every elected official to wear a goddamn ball gown and or tuxedo and the fucking wigs the that wig. England That's uses. Exactly what I was going to say. I want the wigs, too. I want all of that until every American worker is freed from the yes. bondage of dress codes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a, a, That was a, a shape- drop my vape moment. A, a, a shapeless, uh, formless, genderless robe and the English lawyer wigs. You all have to fucking wear the same thing. Yeah. Okay, how about, how about that? But also you have the option of doing the Billy Porter maxi dress tuxedo combination. Because... <laughs> I want a reason yeah. to wear that. When dress yeah, you, codes go out the window, you can do all that. Like you yeah. can you can wear a twenty five foot train to yeah, work yeah. if you want. <laughs> Every everyone comes in and they put the thing that they put on you when they cut your hair, and that's <laughs> what you have to wear for the rest of the day with a big stupid wig, just like they do in England. Because to Danger's point, I feel like, and this is honestly. Uh, like an actual point I want to make. I feel like there are a lot of workplaces out there where if they were like, okay, you have to like dress up every day. And you were like, okay. And started showing up in like a sequin tuxedo every day. They'd be like, no, 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 no. That's not not what we meant. You have to like, you have to tone it down. And it's like, what, what do you want? Here's the thing. I went to a high school where one of the teachers got, fired for what he was wearing and i don't i can't imagine what this fucking guy was wearing at the time his name was mr knapp it was a green suit <laughs> it was he was wearing the 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 nightcap and the pjs and <laughs> he was but, the he had the he had the feather going up and down as he slept he <laughs> sued the school district and won and got his job back and in an act of retribution i shit you not he wore the most aggressively 70s clothes to ah. teach every day. Like, he would wear plaid bell bottoms. Oh, he had yeah. these fucking crazy sideburns. Yeah, and it was all because they fired him for what he was wearing. And he sued and got his job back and was like, oh. I'm wearing whatever the fuck I want. From Dude, now on. That, that I would uh, that rules. I would totally I get it. I would absolutely roll up dressed like Burt Reynolds from Smokey and the Bandit every day. Yeah, <laughs> <just> absolutely. <laughs> cowboy hat, the whole thing. Or Burt Reynolds oh. in, that, in that bear rug. Yeah. There yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now let's talk about uh, what happened in Tulsa, kids. <laughs> All right. This next story. There's a there's a public health crisis in Orange County. And it's not racism, but it is racism. I mean, it is racism, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm from yeah, Orange no. County, I can assure you. Beach but, Nazis, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Beach Nazis. It, that's where it's, honestly, that's where that, uh, that, that aesthetic streak started. I always, yeah, it's always just baffling. Like, how could you, how could you be racist on the beach? <laughs> it like, started off ironically, and then some yeah. shitty dude was like, hey, you know what? I actually like that. I'm going to do that for real. It's yeah. like when I'm on the beach, my mind just goes to 
all other places, frankly. It's just fun and sun, and you ponder eternity as you look on the waves. But no, Orange but County was like, But if you're from like, there, no. then, it, did, like, then it, gets, yeah. it gets ho-hum. It's old hat. And you're like, how else can I spice things up? Yeah, what if yeah. the most virulent r- racism that uh, you know provoked a world war? Hmm, I want to <laughs> dig into that a little bit more. But the threat facing Orange County right now, it's not just beach Nazis. It's beach also Nazis must die. E-bikes. They yeah. have exploded in popularity, especially during COVID, and now they are wreaking havoc in Orange County and all over the country. Honestly, but the story we'll link to is out of Orange County. And it's like wreaking havoc in Orange County. Who do e-bikes think they are? Mask mandates? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's an LA Times article about this. There is a section of Newport Beach that's sometimes called the war zone because the boardwalk is very, very busy. And that busy boardwalk has gotten even busier and even more harrowing because now there's a bunch of e-bikes populating the trails. The speed limit is eight miles an hour on this boardwalk. And let me tell you, as the proud owner of an electric bike, it's hard to keep that fucking thing under eight miles an hour. Like mm, that is yeah. like the baseline. Have either of you ever ridden one? Nope. Oh, yeah. I'm all yeah. manual, baby. Oh, they're they're fantastic. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't feel like pedaling. <laughs> well, I live close enough to my office that riding a bike here makes, like, it's almost irresponsible for me to drive here. Right, right. But also, it's just all a series of hills. Mm-hmm. And yeah. pedaling that, like, I would end up just walking that bike up a lot of those hills, and I should just, at that point, just walk to work. Right. So an electric bike is ideal for me because like then you can like you handle those hills with no yeah. problem. Like I still have never gotten the pedal assist all the way up to six. Like nah. that feels too aggressive for me. I've never used the throttle because like I've never ridden a motorcycle or any of that. Like I don't want to die. But just the like the the pedal assist is nice. Like it yeah. gets me up those hills. I, I, can, I can get behind that just in the sense that I'm a really serious cyclist. I've never used an e-bike. I'm on my bike literally every day. But, like, when I would ride from Glendale to Westwood for school, like, there's all those those all those all hills, and I would need a shower every time. And, hell yeah, Rivers, like, that was my life, and I loved it. From, what, from, I'm sorry, just for people who don't live in L.A., that's insane. Yeah. Danger used to at- ride his bike from Glendale to downtown L.A. when we would record. Yes. Westwood's way further, though. It is that's, way further. Yeah. Way. That's, that's fucking insane. I mean, that's why they call him Danger. My God. I call it Danger because I'm more of a threat to myself than anything else. Um, well, yeah, because you keep riding from fucking Glendale to Westwood. That's crazy. Yeah, but look, I lost a ton of weight. It was great. But, like, once you hit those hills, like, I can handle the hills. <laughs> that's not the problem. But, like, I am pouring sweat by the time I'm getting anywhere I'm doing. If, if you want to have, like, a professional thing, you know, if you want to present to the public... Or if you're going to be working in a podcast studio for 10 hours, you're probably not going to want to be gross when you get there. So That's yeah, the thing. like pedal assist, I totally get it. Yeah, an electric bike is a good commuter tool. Yeah. But I absolutely agree with Orange County. Blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, I guess. Yeah. I agree with Orange County citizens that you shouldn't be taking these fucking things on trails where people are biking for exercise. Like you're, you're a, a hair away from... Just riding a motorcycle. 
on that <laughs> right. trail. Like no one else is is topping out at 28 miles an hour uphill, which is what you can do on an e-bike. Like yeah. I, I agree with I also agree with this. I, I, I think they should be banned or regulated from trails like that. Yeah. So. Well, and it should be noted they should have seen this coming because Newport Beach Boardwalk is where they filmed all of the banana stand sequences in Arrested Development where Job <laughs> was always on a Segway. So like this was presaged years ago. <laughs> you should have known every asshole was gonna have one of these uh coming up eventually. Yeah. So yeah, keep your e bikes off exercise trails everybody yeah i've read i've ridden uh actually the one time i had a e-bike i uh was riding on the on the trail that goes between venice and santa monica so i am <laughs> i am guilty of this but uh i was hauling ass and it was fun hey let's talk about this last story yeah, this is home. a this is a sensation sweep in the nation baby cops cannot stop pretending to overdose on fentanyl during traffic stops and this is strangers with candy urban legend shit coming to life the boys in blue yeah well they're finally being held responsible for uh the overuse of force and they're encountering so much critique in our culture it's only modern that they would you know come up with some sort of uh, mass hysteria yeah they sure are being held accountable i think everyone has heard that myth or urban legend about fentanyl that like just touching it thinking about it yeah like yeah it's like a poltergeist if you think (laughs) of a fentanyl overdose you're gonna overdose on fentanyl yeah yeah and it turns out that's not true which is that not how this very specific chemical works which i mean you mean you mean opioid kruger doesn't uh, come into my (laughs) dreams and and kill me like i've always wondered about that because people are like you if you fucking touch a flake of this then you're gonna die and it's like well how do people ever take it yeah, like, yeah. fentanyl is administered take it fentanyl is literally administered via lollipop if you're yeah. taking it legally so like i was always wondering like how so how do people package it like how are the people who are accidentally mixing it in cocaine not dying like, how are the people who buy that cocaine not just fucking falling out the minute they touch that cocaine? And it turns out that's bullshit. Like, opioids don't work that way. But yeah. what's happening now is a bunch of these fucking cops have gotten it in their head that, oh, if you just touch fentanyl, you're going to die. And they do these traffic stops, which I'm sure are completely on the up and up. And I'm sure they pulled people over for completely legitimate reasons. And they do these traffic stops and they find drugs and one of them will like test positive for fentanyl. And next thing you know, some motherfuckers laying on the ground hyperventilating. And there are a ton of videos like this. Like one of the first ones came out of Florida, I believe. Naturally. It's either Florida or Ohio. Yeah. Tavares, Florida or Pennsylvania. People discount how crazy fucking Pennsylvania is. Shout out to the Lehigh Valley. Yeah. The, the One of the first videos that made the rounds recently, it was a cop in Tavares, Florida, having to be saved by her colleagues and paramedics after accidentally overdosing on fentanyl during a traffic stop. It's Officer Courtney Bannock. And the problem is that's like an urban legend. Like fentanyl doesn't work that way. And a local news outlet in Florida ran this video by an actual 
doctor, a medical professional, Dr. Ryan Marino, who is a medical toxicologist. He started tracking fentanyl myths in 2017. Here is his quote about this video from Florida. I feel very badly that this officer had such severe symptoms and such a strong reaction. I watched the body cam footage and it is pretty dramatic. My concern is that the footage does not show anything consistent with an opioid overdose. And the symptoms that are reported and that we're seeing are actually the opposite of what you would see in a fentanyl overdose. And here's another quote. The biggest problem, though, is saying that she was exposed either through touch or through inhalation I think both theories have been put forth, whether this was something that she came into direct contact with or they were saying that it was very windy and could have blown into her system. Those are just not the ways that you can overdose on fentanyl. Fentanyl doesn't work like that. It's only a risk to people who are using drugs, and that is injecting, snorting, or taking something by mouth. So you're telling me when uh, Janis Joplin overdosed on uh, heroin, she wasn't uh, flopping around the lobby of that hotel like a fish. That's not how. Yeah. And it didn't just like shoot out of the ventilation system and hit her in the face. And she's like, born on the wind, like the autumn leaves. Yeah. No, it sounds like Officer Courtney just, uh, you know, uh, didn't make it past a drama club in high school. And just now we're all suffering because of it. Because, yeah, yeah. it is a stunning acting job. But, uh, yeah, I've seen that video. And my favorite was they put her on. I think it was the local news down there and confronted her with the thing that you just read where they're like, yeah, that's not whatever you think happened to you. It's not what you're saying. And she's like, well, I I just don't know. I just don't know what happened, but oh, I, I just know that. that this is what happened to me. And you're like, you are fucking full of shit. This is the next. Like, I remember getting I got pulled over one time and this is just an escalation of just like typical cop shit. So, like, the last time I smoked weed was Bonnaroo 2004. Uh, <laughs> I had smoked a lot of weed when I was really like an early young teenager. And then at some point it turned on me and started giving me what I realized later were panic attacks. When I started talking to people who actually have regular panic attacks, when they described them, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's what happens to me when I smoke pot. So all that is to say, not a weed guy, but I very much looked like a weed guy in college. I had very long hair, you know, whatever. And I got pulled over one time and this cop was like, he was like, well, I've uh, detected the presence of uh, marijuana in your car. Uh, so uh, I'm going to need to go ahead and uh, like search your car. And I was, I was late for class. Otherwise I would have just been like, bring the fucking dogs. Let's do this dance. But I was like, all right, fine. So I got out and he searched the whole car. And when he was done searching, I swear to God, we, I was parked underneath like a, like a, like a cedar tree, some kind of evergreen tree. He reached up and grabbed some of the needles off of the tree and he like kind of rubbed them together. He's like, oh, this is actually what I was smelling. <laughs> it's like, you would just, you profiled me because I have long hair and I'm wearing a fucking Les Claypool's Flying Frog Brigade t-shirt, you dick. Like, I know what you're doing. I'm going to so be honest. They're... If I was a cop and saw that, I would have pulled you over and searched for oh, weed also. I mean, yeah, for sure. And I did. Like, I have on, a, the, a... on the hierarchy of people who've been profiled by the police you are so low on the list like it that's almost you're you're one of the few examples where being profiled by the police is funny yeah yeah no and and, (laughs) but all i'm saying is like that is the this 
that we're talking about right here is just the next level of that where it's like okay let's take the disappointment of not finding as much drugs as i wanted to find during this raid and let's add another charge of like attempted murder on top of it by faking this dog shit yeah you know it's like oh this is just the next level of the cop smelling the pine needles and being like oh actually uh this is uh, i was mistaken and then you know in this case the cop would have just flopped down on the ground and been like i'm overdosing from cedar (laughs) and just for the record in case anyone's wondering this dr marino guy is not like some fringe physician who has (laughs) beliefs that are way outside the norm he's not timothy leary yeah here's another quote It's extremely unlikely that law enforcement officials or other first responders will experience an overdose after brief, unintentional exposure (laughs) while caring for individuals who used opioids. That is Dr. Leanna Wen, an emergency room physician speaking to CNN. There was also a research paper published by the International Journal of Drug Policy in 2021 that said the symptoms described in hundreds of accounts of first responders who reportedly overdosed on opioids tend to match the symptoms of panic or anxiety attacks. Bonnaroo, 2004. <laughs> and this seems like a silly and harmless thing, but Dr. Leanna Wen once again comes through with a pretty important quote. There is a danger to media accounts with unsubstantiated claims of first responders overdosing after brief accidental exposure. It could dissuade people from assisting those in need, which is exactly what I was thinking. This is the kind of thing that will lead to cops standing in a circle around someone dying of a fentanyl overdose and doing absolutely fucking nothing because cops believe fake news yeah oh or if maybe I touch they just his, have if a seizure cooties i'll get cooties yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's also just like maybe this person's having an actual seizure uh that has nothing to do with any drug toxicology at all and uh, or maybe at the same time i don't know maybe there's extra charges being lumped on people because it's like yeah you exposed officers uh uh, uh never lie and honest men to uh, all this fentanyl <laughs> Um, it's like, dude, it, it was like, I don't know, it was like fucking palm oil or something like that. Yeah, but they almost overdosed, so we're going to give you an extra 40 years. Ugh, it's all bullshit. Like, look, who among us hasn't, like, ordered something at, like, the spaghetti factory and gone like, oh, you know what? I would have rather gotten, you know, sausage and peppers, and then you pull the hair out, and we're like, oh, no, look, I found on my... Uh, my fusilli, yeah. Can I send this back? Yes. Yeah, Who among us Who among hasn't us? What? <laughs> done very specific that. scenario? Everybody's done that. I, but I, like, I've been, I, I, I was I've been working in restaurants since I was like seventeen, so I have never done that. Ne- uh, yeah, that's insanity. Yeah, one of my first jobs was at a fucking steak and shake. I I respect that industry too much to pull that's any cool. stunts like well, that. I was I was. I, I was real stingy when I was 13, I guess. <laughs> and eventually I worked at Lazy Dog Cafe. 13? That's I, psychotic. I love it. Okay. Well, it was more, it was funnier in my head, and I apparently didn't paint me as <laughs> being a bad person. I was going to say, now I'm just worried about you. <laughs> oh, man. He didn't get checked out in the head. Point is, when I, the, the maybe one time that I sent some, uh, uh, some pasta back, you know, like I, I, I did Last not. Last Thursday. I didn't report it to the media. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm doing that now. Shit. Uh, yeah, this is literally yeah, the, media. the media. Yeah, right. yeah, you're just telling the media right now. I mean, the uh, media in air quotes. But sure. Yeah. Still. Oh uh, God. So yeah, uh, if you're a cop, stop pretending to overdose on fentanyl, you fuckface. And also or don't go bigger. Get, get and also therapy. stop that thing where you like pull people over and give them a fucking ice cream cone. They're still scared to get pulled over, and you're fucking up their day. Yeah. And well, also no, just some, stop being some, cops. Uh, yeah, sometimes Ugh. they pull them over and they have like fun hip hop songs they do, you know? TikTok yeah. cops is uh, it's an epidemic. That's yeah, worse tic- than the e-bikes. Yeah, <laughs> way worse. They're going to start <laughs> riding e-bikes soon and then it's all going to collide. Hey, yeah, I th- think we've made it to the end of the episode. Am I correct? Yeah, I am correct. Are. Yeah. Uh, Thank you both for doing the pod what do we have to plug before we get out of here? I, I plugged my thing up top. Rivers, what do you got? Uh, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I have my own podcast called The Goods from the Woods, Woo. available at all of the fine places that you find unpopular opinion. And on March 30th, WrestleMania uh, almost weekend. I believe that's a Thursday night. Uh, Wrestling Pro Wrestling returns to the Burbank Moose Lodge. So if there's anybody who's coming into town for WrestleMania down at SoFi, come up to Burbank Thursday night and come see us. That show starts at 8 o'clock, and I'm <laughs> going to be doing ringside commentary along with friend of Unpops, Eric Barnes, as always. WrestleMania so. is at SoFi this year? Yeah, buddy. You want to go? I do kind of want to go, yeah. I still haven't bought my tickets yet. If you want to go in, we'll do it. We'll we'll find a crew. I'm not going to lie. I, w- I, I will legitimately, and it's close to my birthday, I'll go to WrestleMania at SoFi. Fuck yeah. Yeah, well, and also, you know, WrestleMania is such a big thing that it becomes essentially like a convention that entire week. Yeah. So in, in addition to being WWE is in town, also every promotion in America is going to be having shows in L.A. that week. So it should be fun, including ours. So come see some wrestling and uh, it's fun. We, we have a we have a show that I, I would describe as, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, H.R. Puffin stuff uh, combined with, uh, you know, Tuesday Night Titans kind of a situation. So 80 percent comedy, 20 percent wrestling. 150 percent fun let's talk about it off pod but i i do i do kind of want to go to wrestlemania at sofi fuck yeah i didn't know the national championship game was at sofi i would have probably angled to try and get tickets for that too but also it was a huge (laughs) blowout so i was gonna say i could have told you what was gonna happen with that yeah yeah danger what do you have to plug Patreon.com slash countless thousands, y'all. Help us, uh, help it. We're, we're putting out a new, at least one new EP. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna put out two records this year. Got a, got a very ambitious year. Help support us, uh, cause, you know, th- this shit costs money. And, uh, we love you very much. Countless thousands. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yep. Rivers, say goodbye. Hasta la vista. Danger, say goodbye. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, baby. We love you. Hasta la vista.